2: to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking the world of combat sports. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airways, having defended that title now for better than 31. No, no. Make it 32 years. And so straight up today, I bring you the queen of boxing. 28-1, 21 KOs. They say girls can't punch. This one can I'm talking about WB 126 pounds, featherweight champion. Amanda Serrano will be here in about 15 minutes. She's coming to us live from Puerto Rico, but uh, she speaks English. She's out in New York, so I thought it was funny. I thought she was... All Puerto Rican, and she couldn't speak much English. And I got her on the phone, like, man, this girl's from Brooklyn. So, anyway, we'll spend some time with the Brooklyn babe at about 20 minutes past the hour. So, we've got some open phone lines. If you'd like to join us, you can. 1 800 878 Play. That's 1 800 878 Play. The Skype line's happening as well, and that address is Sports Byline and the number two. You can always tweet it. The Twitter thing? Yeah, that's happening as well. The Twitter thing is Ring Talk, at Ring Talk, R I N G T A L K. Well, the expected last night, right? The sun went down and Gennady Golovkin won. I mean, that's just the way it goes, right? 35 0, 32 KOs. Dominic Wade just crushed inside. I mean, he just got crushed. And Dominic Wade came to fight, and like he was undefeated coming in. And a couple of things he said afterwards he just he can't take away the power from the man. He just cuts the ring off and he just butchers you with his power. It's just amazing. I'm talking about the 160 pound title holder of a couple of sanctioning bodies. We hope to have him be the undisputed world middleweight champion someday. We'll see what happens with that. But Lots of things to talk about in boxing and combat sports. Of course, uh, USC 197 in the books. We'll talk about that in hour number two, upcoming on many of these sports byline affiliates. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide Saturdays and Sundays. We come to you 11 a.m. Pacific time on Sports Byline, 11 a.m. Saturday for an hour. Combine both boxing and MMA. Then we come to you Sunday for an hour of boxing and an hour of MMA. Then we come to you Then we come to you again on uh, Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, live on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. So lots of ring talk, live worldwide for your coverage. Just- so
3: my. my joints used to kill me.
1: financing is easy with your credit card or paypal credit call now 1-800-427-0183 1-800-427-0183 that's 1-800-427-0183 1-800-427-0183
0: now more of ring talk with pedro fernandez
1: you
5: took the words right out of my mouth
2: Twelve and a half minutes past the hour, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports 5. Of course, we come to you live from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. The left coast, the west coast, call it what you want, but it's nice and sunny out here today. Oh, uh, wow. It was sunny in L.A. last night, of course, for Gianni Golovkin. It's sunny for him, period. 35-0 now, 32 knockouts. Dominic Wade, his latest victim, 22 KOs in a row. I mean, what can you say about the guy that hasn't already been set? I mean, if I was to keep going over and over and over, week after week after week after week with all these accolades, because there's nothing really you can criticize him about. I mean, you can't. I mean, people say, oh, he hasn't fought anybody yet. In fact, Andre Ward said that about a year and a half ago on the show. Oh, he hasn't fought anybody yet. Well, nobody wants to fight him. I mean, nobody wants to fight him. He's willing to fight guys in between weights. He's willing to drop weights, he's willing to go up in weight, but nobody wants to fight him. Right now, he's the guy at 160, but, of course, the linear champion, at 160 is uh, Saul Alvarez. And of course, he's defending May the 7th against Amir Khan. Of course, that's a big fight coming out of Las Vegas. It's a big fight on paper. I mean, Amir Khan does have the skills. He has great, great boxing skills. He was a prodigy. I mean, he, we thought he was going to like win divisions and win, win weight classes and uh, maybe from 135 to 154 pounds. We really thought that he was going to grow into being a junior middleweight or a middleweight. We thought that the Amir Khan was the next coming of of a boxing god from the UK. Well, he was until you know he got hit on the chin. So he's had three bad uh, knockouts. They've all been uh, three, not two knockouts out of three losses. Both have been by devastating. You know, of course, when you get hit hard, I mean, you really can't do a whole lot about it if you can't see it. That was always a problem with me. Is that I saw the punches coming. The ones that knocked me down three or four times was four, the four times I was knocked down in my career um, were all punches I didn't see coming. If you can see them coming you're not going to get knocked down. But It's just something about it. You can sort of mentally and physically prepare yourself for it. But, you know, if you don't see it coming, ba-boom, it's the shots that hurt that hit, that hit you. and You don't see it coming. Those are the ones that really, really hurt. So anyway, Golovkin now looking to take on the May 7th winner of AmeriCon and uh, Canelo Alvarez. And Alvarez is favored in that fight about 2.5-1. And, and, you know, I mean, when you look at how easily Alvarez was outboxed by Floyd Mayweather a couple of years ago, and, of course, he's improved since then, and He's, he's got more seasoning and things like that. But Amir Khan may be a better boxer, per se, than, than Floyd Mayweather. Maybe not as fast, but maybe a better boxer. I mean, when he used to put his, his repertoire down and run off those jabs and right-hand leads and hooks here and going up and down and things like that, you sitting there and so, say, wow, this guy's a pugilistic master with a, with a uh, Pakistani background. Yeah, well, except for that chin course may the 7th we'll find out what happens when he buys for the world middleweight title 160 pounds linear title of course there's a few middleweight champions out there but the bottom line is they all need to get together in fact all of these sanctioning bodies need to get together and fight each other they really do the wbo the ibf the wbc the wba the world boxing uh the world bunco and anarchy down there in panama they all they just they need to fight because here's what's up if they don't all to come together and try to put their fighters against one another and find out who the best is. Boxing is going to remain fractioned to an extent, and I don't think you're going to be able to generate the fan base. In other words, if you had the two best guys fighting each other, a lot of people would be interested. I mean, whoa, the two best guys. But when you've got a guy fighting number five guy, number seven guy, number eight guy, when you know there's a guy that's number two or at least number two in the world ratings, maybe holds another sanctioning body, body belt, but you know he's a good fighter. You just know that you know something. There's, there's, it's undone. These multiple sanctioning bodies, I think, to an extent, have uh, have taken away some clarity in boxing. But then again, you have the WBO, which is totally clarant. I mean, I total. I mean, it's all totally transparent. Everything the WBO WBO does is above board, and I'm proud to be associated with them. Anyway, Chocolito Lopez was a Chocolito Lopez. Chocolito Gonzalez. He's a monster. He's still undefeated, 112 pound champion. The guy can beat just about anybody. I think from like. Maybe up to 122 pounds. He's that good. And speaking of 122 pounds, Nonito Donaire. That's right. The Filipino Flash went, took his act, of course, to the Philippines right on, man. Went over to the Philippines and crushed a guy by the name of Zolt Bidak. That was for the WBO 122-pound title. That was Friday night. Actually, it was Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time on pay-per-view. So I don't know too many people that walk. Maybe yeah, Maybe you know, he's got his fans. But the Filipino Flash was in Cebu, the Philippines, of course. And he packed a joint over there. And I think it's really good that these American, Filipino-American fighters are going over there. In fact, Donaire should have probably fought there a couple more times. I'm hearing that Manny Pacquiao is going to say goodbye to boxing with one more fight in the Philippines. And I think that would be fitting. I mean, come on. He deserves to have his one fight at home. I'm going to fight in the same place that, uh, that Ali and Frazier did that thrill in Manila back in 1975. I can't think of that auditorium in that arena right now. But it's still up and they should just go at it there, have Manny Pacquiao find somebody of significance there, okay? I mean, Manny Pacquiao's went over Tim Bradley. Um, I was impressed to the extent where you know, he he knocked Tim Bradley down a couple times, and he, he showed some flashes of old Manny Pacquiao. But he was small. He was real, real small. I mean, physically, he wasn't a welterweight or a junior welterweight. I think he needs a guy, he needs to get down to 140 pounds. That's where Freddie Rose really should have him. But, you know, at 37 years old, you really want to lose the extra 7 pounds? That's what it boils down to. See, so you're fighting at 147. You're not really a 147-pounder, but you're fighting at 147. And you get spoiled fighting at 147. Maybe you come in at 45 and a half or, or 46, something like that. You don't have to, like, right be 47 because you're a little light, so you can come in a couple of pounds light. But once you get used to that, and then they say, to you, guess what? We're going back to 139 or we're going back to 140. 139 was the junior welterweight limit in my day at, 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 in the amateurs. Okay, and, and the pros has always been 140. But when I was winning and beating guys at 147 until I got spanked by Ernie Chavez down there at the Showboat Hotel, the National Golden Gloves uh, <laughs> in uh, Las Vegas, Ernie Chavez was the guy that lost to Meldrick Taylor. I think he only lost one fight in his life as a pro, and that was to Meldrick Taylor, of course, the, the kid in Philadelphia, the, the best, best, what was he, MVP in the 1984 games. I mean, he was the kid, remember? Fought Chavez in those two memorable fights, especially the first one getting stopped in the 12th round, which a lot of people thought was, oh, the most controversial call in the entire decade of the nineteen eighties. Why was there? And it wasn't that controversial. You know why? Because uh, referee Richard Steele looked into Meldrick's eyes not once, excuse me, but twice. And he said to him, hey, look at me, look at me. And Meldrick wasn't looking at him. Meldrick was looking at his corner man, Lou Duva, was up on the apron making all kinds of noise. So had Lou Duva not distracted Meldrick Taylor, the fight would have been over right then and there because I think there was only about two seconds left. The fight would have been over right then and there, and um, Richard Steele wouldn't have been involved. I mean, the fight, it would have been. I think it would have been a 1.1 or a 2-point win for Meldrick Taylor at that point in time, even though... Chavez scored that amazing, amazing punch. What a big punch that was in the 12th round. You got to give Chavez credit. He knew he was behind. He knew he had to come from behind, and he did it. Straight up, Julio Cesar Chavez. Some people don't like him, especially with his kid. His kid's a bit of a turd. But I'll tell you what. When he came up, there was not too many guys hungrier than Julio Cesar Chavez. saw him fight when he was 32 or 33. He fought a guy named Jerry Lewis. And I'm I'm not talking about the... Jerry Lewis of the Telethon, the Muscular district Telethon. I'm talking about Jerry Lewis of San Jose. And Jerry Lewis of San Jose, uh, he probably fought, I was put it this way, the Jerry Lewis on TV in the Telethon could probably fight better than Jerry Lewis of San Jose. <clears throat> Straight up, Jerry Lewis, of course, lost, I think, to Julio Cesar Chavez inside of three rounds. Then he fought Chavez again. And then Jerry fought everybody. Jerry came up here and sparred me a couple of times. Jerry's a good guy. Just couldn't fight much. Straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines or the Twitter thing, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. The Twitter thing is at Ring Talk, R-I-N-G-T-A-L-K. And guess what? We've got a chick coming up, nice looking girl, and she can fight as well. Amanda Serrano next on Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
3: 800 949
6: Professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels, too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call
3: 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV.
6: Cancel the cable, cut costs, and get more.
3: Call now,
5: 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Nicholas Rowley, Courtney Rowley, Dominic Pachota are trial lawyers who deeply care about their clients. The Trial Lawyers for Justice Law Firm with offices in Des Moines, Waterloo, Decorah, Iowa, St. Paul, Minnesota, Chicago, and California. The Trial Lawyers for Justice Law Firm handles catastrophic personal injury, wrongful death, and medical malpractice cases throughout the country. The Trial Lawyers for Justice Firm has won through caring about clients and refusing to settle cheap, and believing in the justice system, hundreds of millions of dollars in record-setting jury verdicts and settlements. Injury victims and their families will call 888-811-0844. 888-811-0844. And do it now if you believe you have a case and get the justice you and your family members deserve. Call 888-811-0844. Trial Lawyers for Justice.
0: Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Woo, it's going to be good.
2: Fitting comeback, 24 minutes past the hour, 24 and a half minutes past the hour. Who's that lady? The Isley Brothers. That lady is Amanda Serrano out of Brooklyn, New York. 28 21 Wax, the WBO, 126 pounds, featherweight champion. Come to us live from Puerto Rico. A very good afternoon to you, Miss Serrano.
7: Hey, good afternoon, guys. How you doing?
2: Fine. How's life treating you?
7: Oh, great. Great. Thank God.
2: Okay, so a big win Friday night. I mean, you went in against an undefeated foe. Plus, you were like the first female bout to ever headline a card in Puerto Rico, right?
7: Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I made history um, this Friday night.
2: So so how would you feel about that?
7: My God, it was so overwhelming. It was like one of the greatest experiences in my career. It was just as soon as I came out and I heard the people cheering for me. I, it was just so so real. I couldn't believe it. I wanted to actually cry right there. I was like, wait, 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 I have a fight, I have a fight in front of me, so I couldn't cry. But the 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 way the people were cheering for me, I I felt it in my bones. I felt it in my blood. It was true, true, true. Like it was just the support that I never thought that I, I would have, and I had it here in, in my eyelid, which was beautiful.
2: Now you were born in Puerto Rico, but you live in Brooklyn. So you went back. You know, I'm Puerto Rican as well. I half Puerto Rican, but I got to tell you this: when I went to Puerto Rico, when I went to New York the first time, I figured there was no Puerto Ricans left in Puerto Rico because they were all in New York. <laughs>
7: That's true, that's true, but uh, we still, the the support here for for the athletes in Puerto Rico is just tremendous, and you wouldn't know exactly how it is until you experience it yourself, and this Friday night, I did, and I just couldn't believe it. That's why these uh, Miguel Cotto and all these big-name fighters, they they continue to, to live here in Puerto Rico, because the support, the sponsors, the people... I was walking down, um, doing shopping, like in the supermarket, and the pharmacy, and the people actually coming up to me. Oh, my God, you, you're a man. Like, can I have a picture? Can I have an autograph? And it was just so, I was like, in New York, you're crazy. I don't get nothing like that. <laughs> but in Puerto Rico, I felt like a superstar, which was like an experience that I never, I never had.
2: 28-1-1 with 21 KOs. Most girls can't punch. How come you can <laughs>
7: I have no idea. Like I said before, they call they call it my trainer. Jordan calls it super strength because I have no idea where where I get it. I think I think from my mom who got that, that baby Yui strength. I have no idea. Um from the very beginning as an amateur I, I was getting um, knockouts with, with amateur gloves and headgear. So I don't know where I get it from. But you know, um, Jordan he you know, he teaches me how and wants to use it and I just continue to train hard. We we do, you know, our strength and conditioning and our boxing, you know, three times a day, every day. So it's just, you know, you got to continue to stay out there. And as the competition gets better, you know, you just, you know, continue just to train harder.
2: You know, I went into Arizona one time, a long, long time ago in the 80s, and I knocked this guy down in two of the three. It was an amateur fighter. I knocked him down in two of the three rounds. And he ended up wanting us winning a split decision. And I said to myself, you know, something's wrong here, something's wrong here. And I found out that his uncle was one of the judges, so it was like all rigged. Oh, but but my you went God. over to where you went over to Sweden you far Frida Wahlberg, what was that like?
7: Oh my God, that was an experience So, You know, I've been on on both on spectrums. You know, I've been on the good end and I've been on the bad end. I mean, when we went over there, it was like the twilight zone. <laughs> you know, everything everything closed at like Five o'clock in the afternoon, the hour difference, and they gave me. Um, they told me the the day before the weigh and that we was getting 10 ounce gloves, and um, they they try to make it seem like there, there was different judges like coming from different parts of Sweden, but that's like right around the corner. So you know the judges were from Sweden. The next day was her birthday, but you know I make no excuses. You know I The <laughs> next day was you know, her I, birthday.
2: No, so she got an
7: early. Yeah, she, she, after after the fight, they wanted they wanted me to sing Happy Birthday, with her and, and um, do a toast. So I was like, like "Really? I'm I'm have my first loss, and you really want me to do this?" But you know, as a, as a, you know, champ that I am, as a a uh, a uh, 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 um as a champ that I am, you know, I did it, and it's just you know whatever but um you know like i said i I learned from my experience and
2: then after that fight i went like 10 10 fights not leaving it to the judges that one fight having to leave it to the judges though i mean is, is that i mean some people don't realize what it's like and i try to try to equate it like this do you ever play black jack amanda
7: I'm messing
2: though. No, <laughs> now, uh, it's called. 20, I, know, I
7: know the concept of. It, uh,
2: it's yeah. called twenty one. What I'm trying to say is, if you get a black jacket, ace and a, an ace and a king, you've won automatically. Yeah. Okay, I mean uh-huh. nobody could beat that. But in boxing, you get you get a king and an ace, and some guy comes along with sixteen and he beats you. You go, what happened there? How did this guy win this fight? I mean, because that's probably the most mind boggling thing you ever walk back to the dressing room with, and you think about later: is how did I lose that fight when I won it?
7: Yeah, I mean, you know, it comes with the territory. I mean, you just can't be a sore loser. You have to take it for, you know, you see, I take the losses with the wins. Then you just, you learn from them. You, I learn from each of, each of my fights. You know, I learn what I have to do better, or I learn what I could have done better. So, you know, I mean, I learned a lot from that fight, um, and um, it made me who I am now.
2: 27 years old, Amanda Serrano, 28-1, and 1. of course, 21 KOs. Not hard to look at either. You're an attractive lady, I mean. I I now you don't take this the wrong way, but I think sex sells and I think it's it, it, you know, good looking women coming into combat sports like you know, the UFC and, and some good looking women in boxing, I think it can only bring the female demographic more into the fan base of, of boxing and, and the UFC. You see where I'm coming from on that?
7: Yeah. No, no, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And it does. I mean, if you have both of you, if you're good-looking, and you can find, you know, you can sell tickets, and you can, and you put on a hell of a show, you know, people want more. I mean, it, it sells. You just, you're right. I mean, sex does. Does but you have to you have to know how to fight as well. You know you can't just be a pretty face and then not be able to defend yourself. So I'm I'm lucky enough that I have both. But um, I like to fight, so that's that's my that's my worry. I mean I don't care too much about how I look. I just just go in there and I put on a hell of a show for all the fans.
2: Yeah, I was looking for you in the uh, the ratings at BoxRec.com, and I guess I forgot to look at number one. I mean I, I I'm, I'm looking through the list. I'm saying where, where are you? She's number one. Okay, you're ranked number 1 by box BoxRec in the world, 126 pounds, rank number 1 in Puerto Rico, rank number 1 in the United States. What's the what's the future for you? I mean, what what do you see happening as far as boxing and Amanda Serrano? Where is 2016? Well, I'm, talk I'm to
7: actually you? Sorry, but I'm actually excited, too. Now I'm, I'm number five pound for pound. <laughs>
2: okay. I
7: remember when when I started my, my, my career, I was so excited that I was on the first page, number 25 and pound for pound. I was telling Jordan, oh, my God, I'm on the first page. And actually yesterday after the after the fight, he said, guess what? I said, what? He said, you're number five pound for pound. I said, oh, my God, get out of here. <laughs> he said, yeah. But um, in the future, I mean, like I said before, I would love to defend, you know, would, um, defend the title at 126, unify with all the 126 will be the IBF, WC, WBA, you know, whatever comes comes first. Um, if not, then you know, I would love to drop down to 1 to 122, win a title there, so I can be a four division champion like Miguel Cotto, and then eventually you know, go up to maybe 140 and win another title there so I can be a five-division world champion, which was, which is one of my dreams, and, and I hope that I, I can do that, you know, for Puerto Rico because, you know, Puerto Rico, Miguel Cotto is a four-division fourth world champion, so I would like, you know, to be just a little bit better than him.
2: Yeah, well, I, you know what? <laughs> I have
7: what? a lot of respect for him because I love him. He's one of my favorite fighters.
2: Okay, so, so now you're a youngster, but do you know who the greatest fighter in the history of Puerto Rico is? I'm um, the greatest fighter in Puerto Rico, of course. Uh, so Rafael Benitez. We're no, Benitez, no, no, Wilfredo no. Gomez. Wilfredo oh, no, Gomez. Gomez. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: But, uh, but Benitez was the youngest who the world
2: ben- Benitez was the youngest, but you know, Benitez he suffered a lot of damage. Early. I'll tell you about. I'll tell you real quick about Wilfred. I used to watch him spar in New York City. He was like 12, 13 years old. Okay, he was sparring mm-hmm. with guys like Esteban De Jesus. Those guys were in their 20s and they were fighting Roberto Duran for the title and things like that, okay? So I think he got damaged early on because you look at Wilfredo Benitez now, he, he's not in very good shape, okay? But pound for pound, Gomez was like 33-0 at one point with 33 knockouts and a draw. He was just nobody can nobody could deal with him at 122. He was the most amazing fighter I ever saw come out of Puerto Rico. Better than Trinidad and definitely better than Benitez. But right now, you're like the number five <laughs> lady pound for pound in all of the... Uh, in all the world of boxing as far as a is concerned, that's gotta be quite an honor. Now what, how's Paco? Did you talk to Paco last night at the fight? Uh, uh, no, actually he
7: wasn't he wasn't there. But um I had I went to, to the WBO office um and I just missed him. <laughs> but I meant I was able to meet the secretaries there, which were great. But um we, we always have conversations. Um Jordan talked to him over the phone, but mm-hmm. he's a great guy. He's a great president for the WBO, so
2: So, so did you get some Hopefully, you get a few T-shirts and things like that at the WV office. The Dory and those guys hook you up, or what? Oh uh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't they aren't they the greatest people? They just are so great. Dory and all the girls in the office there, Lefty, all those people, just great people. Yeah,
7: no, they are Puerto Rico is know we have the greatest greatest people uh just amazing even when you go out to even when you go out to walk in the street you know people are so polite and they say hi to you it's not like new york where they just give you a look
2: okay now here's what here's real quick you're from new york okay i'm going to ask you this donald trump said the sleaziest most thieviest mexicans of them all were puerto ricans did you ever did you hear what he said that no
7: i was i was <laughs> Go in the ring with him. <laughs> I can't believe he said that because you know Puerto Ricans were so so polite compared to the people in New York. You know, you just you can't experience this this unless you know you actually come here and, and and actually interact with the people because he doesn't know what the heck he's saying. <laughs>
2: 27 years old, 28-1-1, 28-1, 21-KLZ, world 126-pound champion, number five on the pound-for-pound list. What more can I (laughs) say, Prince? Going for
7: number one, going for
2: number one. Going for number one, Amanda Serrano. Good luck going back to Brooklyn. When are you going home?
7: Uh, sometime soon. I just want to enjoy the the little heat you now, <laughs> the little sun that I am. Enjoy the people. Um, we we losing some, you know, loose ends here in Puerto Rico. Hopefully, um, we'll be coming back here in June to defend my title. So you know, we negotiated stuff like that.
2: So well,
7: um, i hope it's um, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday.
2: Okay. Well, I think you t- thank you. Enjoy. Thanks, Jordan for me, and I thank you for your time. And I hope to do this again real soon. Okay.
7: Yes, yes, I hope so. So thank you so much for, you know, giving me the opportunity to tell my story and, and just to speak to you
2: guys. Hold on one more time. Pound for Pound, the number five woman in the entire world, number 126 <laughs> pounder. I'm talking about Armando Serrano. Have a great weekend, dear.
7: Thank you. You
2: too. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. Of course, we are on the uh, hmm, the eve of a, a major, major announcement of boxing. In fact, People have told me that this fight's going to happen. I'm saying to myself, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? And I can't leak it out because if I leak it out and it's wrong, this will make me look like a buffoon. So I'm of going to keep this one under my hat here. But the bottom line is there are some major players as far as cross-rival promoters talking about a super fight. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide all across America, Canada, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands. Of course, we are live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network.
9: Fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180.
0: Ace is the place with the helpful
8: hardware folks.
9: My yard needs
7: a ton of help. The best-looking part is the garden gnome.
8: I told Linda she came to the right place. We have exactly what her yard needs. Ace is a place where lawn
0: advice is always free. And speaking of free.
8: Right now, during our BOGO sale, when she buys one select item, she'll get another designated item free. Like buy Scott's weed and feed and get Scott's lawn food free. BOGO offer valid on select items through April 25th. See participating stores for details and limits. Store stock only. Scott's bag covers 5,000 square feet.
0: Can I give you some advice?
8: I'd appreciate that.
0: You're going to find a trainer either in this gym or somewhere else that's going to want to train a girl. It's the latest freak show out there. But the only trouble is they're going to be wasting your time because you're too old.
8: I don't feel that old.
0: Well, neither do I, but you don't see me fighting 21-year-olds, do you? It takes about four years to train a fighter. How old are you?
8: 31 until my next birthday. Oh, well, there
0: you go, 31. You wouldn't start training to be a ballerina at 31 now, would you?
8: I've been working it for three years.
0: And you can't hit a speed bag? What kind of training is that? Never had any balls. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. <laughs> I'm going to like you. I'm going to hang you, but I'm going to like you. you hand, so
2: this lady won an Academy Award, a couple of Grammys, um, she's the 85th ranked voice as far as, far as Rolling Stone magazine in the history of rock and roll. I'm talking about the great Darlene Love. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And she sings my song because I am a rebel. No doubt about that. Pedro the Radio Rebel. Uh, looks like some good fights coming up. Let's talk about that just before we get to it. Um, looks like Sergey Kovalev, the WBA 175-pound champion, is going across the pond back to his native Russia in July. He's taking a guy named Isaac Chalumbra. Who's 24-3-2 with 10 KOs? Not much of a puncher here. That's not going to bring him, not going to boat him too well against uh Kovalov, who's 29-0 and one with that shaky draw. Of course, a technical draw and a cut where the other guy was cut 26 KOs. Kovalov, <clears throat> pound for pound, the best 175 pounder in the world. Gonna hook up with Andre Ward later in the year. Another fight set for later in this year is July the thirty. Looks like the Barclays Center in New York City. Looks like Leo Santa Cruz and 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 Carl Frampton, not Peter Frampton, Carl Frampton, hooking it up at 122 pounds for some type of unification about it. I think that's going to be great. I think Frampton can fight. I think Santa Cruz can fight. I think Frampton's not a not a, a sissy. I mean, most guys don't want to come over here. Guys in the U.K. don't want to come to the United States and fight because 90% of the time they're outclassed and or they lose. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, Frampton's got some skills. He's got some guts. He's got a, <clears throat> He's on a hell of a roll, and Santa Cruz is as well. So that's going to look pretty good. Now, Sean Porter, one of my favorite fighters, no question about it. Until he ran into Kelbrook, Of course, Kelbrook, Brook, the best welterweight in the world, bar none. And everybody talking about, you know, how, how good this welterweight is or how good that welterweight is. But people just don't want to remember, don't mention Kelbrook Brook. Earl Spence mentioned him last week. Of course, Earl Spence, a winner on NBC uh, last Saturday night, I believe, against Chris Algieri. As NBC primetime, and he said afterwards, you know, I'm the number one contender for Kel Brooks. so Kell, let's get it on. So that would be a good fight. Earl Spence, undefeated-looking, good-looking lad. Um, Kell Brook, undefeated as well. But Kel Brook's lost three fights, all the knives. He's been stabbed three times. I kid you not, he was stabbed once at home in the United Kingdom. Then he got stabbed again in the United Kingdom. He's an Englander. He's from England. And And then he goes over to Spain on vacation, and guess what? On vacation, he gets stabbed again. What is, what the I, I don't know. I, I, can, I, don't think he can answer that one. I, I really, I mean, what are the chances of getting stabbed three times in your life? Just probably, and in, in, you know, unless you're like a knife fighter, unless that's what you, mean. maybe he's not a fist fighter, maybe he's a knife fighter. Anyway, back to the last night's actions. Janadi Golovkin setting up the match with Canelo Alvarez if Alvarez gets by Americana on May the 7th. Is that a big if? Well, I, he's favored to like two, two and a half to one. So I guess the Osmaker thing is, Osmaker sort of, thinking it's a safe bet. But, you know, the the ease in which that Canelo was outboxed by Floyd Mayweather, I think, it, I think that's the key here. And I really think that Virgil Hunter, the trainer behind Andre Warden, of course, Americana as well, that he's one of the smarter guys in the game. I mean, he sort of plays like he's dumb, sort of like Bruce Bochy to an extent. You know, doesn't say a lot, mumbles here and there and this and that. But when he talks to his guys... He's talking straight to him, okay, and he's talking directly to him, and he doesn't have to say a whole lot in the corner. Well, most of the times these guys aren't in trouble because he's got superior athletes. But even in positions where his guys were losing fights, he was able to stay calm, speak directly to him Because, you know, if, if listen, if, if everything's going to hell in a handbasket, basically, you know, when you're in the ring and you come back and sit down in the corner and some guy tells you, yes, well, you're getting a snot kicked out of you. You don't have a chance. I mean, how, how are you going to feel about that, you know? But then again, you've got a guy telling you, listen, you got to do this. You're not doing this. If you want to not, if you want to stop getting pummeled, you've got to do something yourself. Okay? But in the it's a lot easier said than done, especially in the world of boxing. But Keith Thurman and Sean Porter are going to hook it up June the 25th. I think that's going to be the Barclays Center in uh, Brooklyn, New York, as well. Speaking of Brooklyn, just had Amanda Serrano on from Brooklyn. I was supposed to be in Brooklyn a couple of weeks ago to see uh, Ronnie Spector. I missed on that one. So, Brooklyn is happening. The Barclays Center is just happening. It just is. I mean... Lots of fights there. The Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets play there. The NBA team plays there. So you know, I mean, Brooklyn. what well, used to be I, when I take this way, twenty five, thirty, maybe thirty five years ago, I used to go to Brooklyn to see my aunt. God rest her soul. On Ocean Parkway in <clears throat> in Brooklyn, and she lived in a nice apartment. This never Brooklyn wasn't. You know, it wasn't. But then again, now it is. Sort of like San Francisco. There's no ghettos left in San Francisco. There are no hoods left in San Francisco. The uh, the rich folks have come in here and bought it all up. That's just the way it is. Open phone lines, coast-to-coast, coast, 1-800-878-PLAY. this 1-800-878-7529. As I said, Nonito Dinero was the winner this past week. And, of course, upcoming fight's going to be Billy Joe Sanders taking on Max Bursak. That's going down the 30th of April in the U.K. Of course, Billy Joe Sanders, the WB 160-pound champion, as well as being a gypsy, much like Tyson Fury. A gypsy, I kid you not. He was taking on Max Bursak. And then <clears throat> one of the pound-for-pound pound masters in boxing right now, and the reason why I say that, he's only got like 8 or 10 fights, and the only reason I can say that is he can blast anybody out from like 105 to 125 pounds. I mean, he's amazing. Nanya Un Inouye. That's right. He's undefeated. Taking on David Carmona. That's going to go down on the uh, 8th of May. That, of course, that will be in China. Big fight over there. China's becoming a... Uh, not a hub for fights, but, you know, Macau's got the money. In fact, you know, Macau's making more money than Vegas. Kid you not. And Why is that? Because a lot of the money used to come over to Vegas where Asian people used to fly over on these big planes, these junkets, they'd fly them over. I mean, Caesars Palace would, would send a plane for them, send a plane for their high rollers over in Japan, in different parts of Asia, and just bring them back here, fly them first class, put beds in the, in the, uh, in the plane, the whole nine yards, because they knew when these people were coming in, they were playing, you know, dropping... Five, six figures, no doubt about it. But when Macau came, I mean, why should an Asian uh, gambler have to fly all the way to the United States a you know, 14-hour flight, 15-hour flight, if you can go to Macau and get the same thing or get better? Because Macau is, what what did Larry Merchant call Macau? Las Vegas on steroids? I think it is because when I was there in 93 and 94, um, 94 twice, 93 once, it wasn't much. I mean, there was one one hotel there, called the Hotel Lisboa. And I'll tell you about my tour of the Hotel Lisboa, especially you guys out there on the AFN network and, and, the, and, and the females as well, because this is how indifferent China is to the rest of the world. So I go into the ho- Hotel Lisboa. The guy says to me, you're with the boxing promotions. Yeah, I'm the announcer. I'm the TV announcer. He goes, oh, we'll give you the VIP treatment. I said, oh, okay, That's let's do it. So, you know, we sit down. We had a little meal. He says, we'll take you on a tour of the hotel. I said, Okay. So he takes us on a tour of the hotel, showed us the hell spa, and this and that. And then we go down this room, and we go through this door, and all of a sudden there's like, you know, the, these, this room and there's, there's women on the other side of this glass. I kid you not, it was like a one, a, uh, a one-way glass, a mirror. And all these chicks were on the other side of the glass, obviously, Asian women. Wearing, uh, wearing numbers, like numbers, like 25, 26, 27, all, right, all this kind of good stuff. And I was a little not prepared for that. I mean, I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on here, okay? But that's just what was happening. That was a Hotel Lisboa back in 93, 94. Now, that place was a dive. And, of course, a couple of the other hotels on the, on the uh, island were a dive. But Steve went in there. Steve Wynn went in there. He spent, like, almost a billion bucks. Other people spent billions of dollars building this up. And now... They were taking in 70 percent more money than Las Vegas. Wow, seven! That just shows you how bad that gambling Jones was for the Asian folks. 70 percent more than Las Vegas. When I was there, of course, Macau had we had a, a McDonald's, a uh, uh, what was it? Uh, was that chicken? That, a chicken joint? Not even Kentucky Fried Chicken. Some other, and that was it. I mean, that that was there was nothing there. It was just an island with a couple of hotels and those hoteliers stood out. I stayed at this place called the. Uh, The Asian, no, the Oriental, New Oriental Hotel, something like that. It was a five-star place. But outside of that, in the Hotel Lisboa, nothing was Macau. And now Macau is everything. Of course, they're talking about taking a major fight back over there. They want Manny Pacquiao to fight one more time in Macau. And I don't think it's going to happen because I told you earlier, I think Pacquiao wants to have that one swan song that's going to be probably in in the Philippines and then, you know, say goodbye. I mean, what, what does he have left to prove? I mean, let's be honest. Whether you like him, whether you hate him, whether you have no feelings about Manny Pacquiao at all, okay? He's an amazing guy. He really is. I mean, how many guys can win congressional seats, run for the Senate, eventually be president of a country, okay, and coming off, you know, no education, basically he was homeschooled. He says he he took a homeschool course a couple of years ago, which is the equivalent of a high school diploma. I don't know if I want my my president um, homeschooling. I'm sort of glad that Obama went to Harvard and he was the president of the the Harvard Law class there, so I'm sort of of down with that. But I don't know if I want a guy that was homeschooled and taught by his parents to be uh, running the country. But straight up, that's what's going to happen probably in six to seven, maybe eight to ten years at the max. We'll talk about Manny Pacquiao running the entire country of the Philippines. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside. Look at the world of boxing and MMA uh, upcoming on the next hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, we'll delve into the world of mixed martial arts. We'll talk some boxing as well, maybe a little pro wrestling. But UFC 197 in the in the Riverview Mirror. Of course, John Jones still the champion. We'll talk about that um, and the fact that Danny Cormier is the real champion. I don't know. Championships go back and forth, but the bottom line is John Jones is the guy at the UFC. Talk about uh, at 205 pounds. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside, look at the world of boxing and MMA. Talk a couple of little boxing notes before we get out of here on this boxing hour. But don't forget, we're here for two hours. This is hour number one of two on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
1: Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183.
10: 1-800-427-0183. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPL plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers.
3: Call 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. That's
0: 800-296-0906. Now more of Ring Talk with pedro fernandez
5: you know just excited uh just excited to be back i wish we could do a fight every night you know me pedro
2: sort of sad when i hear that but he thought he was gonna live i was talking about nick charles and nick charles had just went through some cancer treatments and he thought cancer was had left his body was gone he came back and and it took them. Nick Charles, of course, Mr. CNN. He was the guy that started CNN Sports. Him and what, Fred Glickman back in the day, back in the early 1980s. Of course, he was a, a show box announcer for Show Showtime Boxing. He's just a, a wonderful guy. I loved to have him on the air each and every time I had the opportunity to have him around. God, he was always there, and he was always a classic, and I really miss Nick Charles. Speaking of Nick Charles, getting about that time of the year, Giro, Gennaro Hernandez, I think it will be three years. In about a month since he's passed, of course, he had cancer as well. Another guy that ate an organic lifestyle, never drank in his life, never smoked or dope or nothing. Seriously, I mean, nothing. Talk about it. square. I mean, Janar was the ultimate square. What happened? He died of cancer as well. That was pretty sad. Having him on the show, what, like a day and a half before he died, and he says, you know, Pedro, nobody should have to go out like this, things like that. That was really, really sad. Let's move things up. Spike TV Friday night, Taj Mahal. That's what the place that... uh that Donald Trump put together back in Atlantic City. Is he still own that? Anyway, Anthony Durrell taking on uh, Caleb Truex. So that's a super middleweight, about 168 pounds. Also a super middleweight, Andre Durrell, the other brother, the two Durrell brothers, Andre and Anthony, uh, is going to take on Blake Caparel. That's 168 pounds as well. That's going to be a pretty good. That's going to be a pretty good card. I mean, unfortunately, um, one of the uh, Durrells is really damaged. I, I think it's it's Anthony. I, I just. You know, I mean, the, the beating he took, it's just I, I just don't think that he can ever come back from that. But then again, you know, he's hes had time off, and he's had uh, proper medical care and things like that, and he's been cleared for us. He's been cleared for more power to him. Moving ahead, how about this one? Fox Sports, April the 30th. talk about from Carson, California, StubHub Center. Victor Ortiz and Andre Berto, a battle of up Balterways. Edward Rodriguez on the card, taking on Thomas Williams, Jr. That's on a light heavyweight bout. That's on Fox uh, sports That's going to be Saturday, October, April the 30th. It's a pretty good car from Carson, California. I guess Al Heyman's putting these cars together. And pay-per-view, don't forget it. You want to spend some money? I guess you can. If you don't, mm, I, can, I can feel we on this one anyway. Amir Khan and Canelo Aubrey is going to go for 70 bucks on pay-per-view Saturday the May the 7th. I just don't know. I think HBO is going to run this a week later. Maybe you want to watch it a week later. You really want to spend 70 bucks to watch that. How about David Lemieux and Glenn Tapia? Or how about uh, Mauricio Herrera and Frankie Gomez? Any of these names sound like Hagler Hearns to you? How about Patrick uh, Tabacalera or Curtis Stevens? Ali Frazier, Roberto Duran. You get that sound there on a pay. No, no. if you're going to have a pay per view card, you've got to put something more than just that main event on. I mean, this main event going to attract people because they've got the Mexican headliner. I'm talking about Canelo Alvarez, of course, once beaten fighter, only lost to Floyd Mayweather in um, defending his title. At 160 pounds, at 155 pounds, against a guy that fought his best at 140. So you've got a size difference here, a big size difference. I think that's going to favor Canelo Alvarez. But if Khan can box circles around him and keep it going and build up a points uh, advantage, say, through five, six, seven rounds, and he can hang on down the stretch, he's got a chance to win here. Of course, the big thing with Khan is if he gets hit not seeing the punch coming, his jaw is going to go. You've been listening to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Saturday edition. is of course, airs Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. We air an hour of boxing and mixed martial arts, all combined into that one hour. Then we come back on Sunday with a two-hour show, 11 a.m. Pacific time. We start off an hour of boxing. Then we go an hour of boxing. And then we go to an hour of mixed martial arts and a little pro wrestling. So it's two hours of Ring Talk Live on Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on Sports Byline. Wait, wait, I'm not done. Then we come back on Mondays on Sirius XM satellite radio. We start at 5 p.m. Pacific time with an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. So straight up, lots of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, you can always find us on iTunes, Stitcher.com. And speaking of websites, my website's undergoing a mass transformation. It will be uh, brand new as of May the 1st. And I look forward to launching a new website then. I'll announce it as it gets closer. But straight up, May the 1st looks like the date we'll be announcing the new website. Well, this has been Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I want to thank the great... And she's great, man. She's a great guest, and she can fight as well. I'm talking about Amanda Serrano. I want to thank her, her man, Jordan Maldonado, her manager, for putting this together. She is 28 and 1, 21 KOs, ranked number five in the world, pound for pound for women, ranked number one at Featherweight. Wow, I got to give her some props, the WBO 126 pound champion. Thank you, Amanda. Until next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down, most poorly. If you're still listening to Ring Talk, check out hour number two boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.